The issue of race in relationship to everything that I've said is about the fact that we started doing uh, a white travelers group for just white, uh, it was white women. And um, then we did a women of color travelers group with, uh, it was multicultural women of color. And the reason we decided to do this is because we realized that one of the big stumbling blocks to people getting along was race. And that we needed to find out. We didn't come this far loving ourselves with the intention we knew of loving each other and not being able to go there because we had this race thing in front of us. And you all know it's the big one. It's huge. It's absolutely the place where people stop and go, I throw my hands up on that one, you know. But here we are. We're talking about love. We're talking about the power of love, the most powerful energy in the world, love. We're talking about deserving love. We're talking about knowing that if I deserve love as a human being, then all other human beings deserve love. So where did I get stuck? We wanted to find out what would it take to break this barrier down? And what what is this race thing anyway? And so we started these two groups. And for those of you who know the work, there's newborns and warriors. And for those that don't, we have this structure and it's newborns and warriors. And then you move through newborns and basically what you do is you just share your truth about yourself, your experience. And in the racial groups, it was about each group learning, the participants learning to love their own culture. Because one thing we figured out that it had to be a self-love issue. And so the whole object of it was that each culture should focus on itself and not the other. And part of why we separated the group so people would not be tempted in the face of someone to say it's your fault. So everybody got to be with themselves. After we got through newborns, we started warriors. And warriors is a five-step process. Acknowledgement, willingness to let go, letting go, um, integration, all right, integration and acceptance. I got like prompters here. It's very cool. You're up on your stuff. I'm impressed. Okay. So what we did um, is we took each individual group through acknowledgement and willingness to let go separate. And then we had a great idea. I did. Well, it just came in the room. I didn't make it up. It just like was like a bolt of lightning, boosh. And I didn't even pick it up. Someone said, I think there's a bolt of lightning. It came in for you, and this is what it said. But I wouldn't want to do that. I said, that's a great idea. Absolutely wonderful idea. And they were like, oh, no, you wouldn't make us do that. So what we did as of last Sunday is we became integrated travelers. We have no more white women. We have no more women of color. We have people like that, but we don't have groups. We have integrated travelers. And we're going to take integrated travelers through letting go together, through integration and acceptance. What we figured out is that race has nothing to do with race. That's what everybody figured out, really, that all it has to do with, what everything has to do with, is who you are and whether or not you love yourself. And that's where it bottoms out to. So all that projection out about this race and that race, it doesn't mean 
that we don't have issues. And it doesn't mean that things have not happened in the name of race because they have and they continue to. But where does it stop? And how do we stop it? How do we participate in dismantling this cancer that exists between human beings? By doing what we always do, now that we know, is coming home to the self and saying, what is it about myself that I do not love? What is it about my culture I do not love? Because once you start to love your own culture, you start to see other cultures very differently. You start to realize what happened. And you start to realize that everybody participated in it. Everybody. And everybody's story is the absence of love. And that's what it bottoms out to. And people fight it. Trust me, people fight it. Because you really want to make all of this that we've gone through, it has to to be something that I don't know what. I mean, we've been fighting about it. We've been killing. We've been maiming. We have been destroying in the name of it. And it's really difficult to accept the fact that what we need to do is to love ourselves in order to heal it. That all this other stuff that we've gone through has just perpetuated something that has never been true. And it's a very, very powerful experience because you realize that once you start to look at loving yourself in that way, that racism does not stand in between you and your love for yourself. Because as long as you're looking out at another race and saying, you're not lovable, check it out. You're saying it to yourself and your own race. You can't do it one way without it happening the other. So it is about going home to yourself and saying, what is it in me that I need to love about my own people, about my own culture, so that I can look out and say, yes, we have had a horrible history, and yes, your people may have done some horrible things to my people, but you know what? At least I understand it was about an illness for everybody. And at least I understand that now we get to heal this. Because we'll either destroy each other or we'll heal it. And that is everybody's responsibility in this room. And again, it is about loving other human beings. And I challenge you, can you take it on? Can you take it on? And if you can't, I challenge you to ask yourself, why not? And I'm going to ask you that if you can't take it on, in part two of this little uh, experience we're having, I would like people to tell me why. Give me a good reason why you cannot take on the challenge of loving other human beings without question. I would like to know what reason, what excuse exists that makes enough sense for any of us to look at and say, wow, maybe, yeah, maybe we should look at that. Maybe this isn't something we have to do or need to do. I think it's that kind of thing. I know it's that kind of thing, you know? And I really believe that human beings are up for this. I believe that you're up for this. I don't know that you believe that you're up for this, but I know that you're up for this. I do. I do. Come on, guys. I mean, this is my job, okay? It's like, here I go, doing my cheerleader thing. I know that you can do this. I do. And let me say this, and we'll, we'll break in a minute. Um, who? Who has their beeper on at a time like this? <laughs> oh, 
That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Just to give you a take on um, how the path is going to move with this future-wise, I would like to dispel the notion that the path is some kind of private club. <clears throat> oh, that got a couple of laughs. I guess somebody thought that, huh? Yeah, well, it ain't. It ain't no private club. And it ain't no cult. I don't care how hard people have tried to make it. We can't, we can't do a cult. We just don't have the adhesive stuff to stick together enough in that way that you're supposed to for cult status. We didn't make a grade. We failed the test. You know, so we're not a cult. We're not a club. What the hell are we? Okay. The path has gone through its own evolution. Okay. When I said to you at the beginning that when I started this journey, it was not my intention to be standing up here talking to you. That is not where I started with this. And I am asking people to consider the possibility that put yourself in my shoes, all right? Coming into this as it unfolds, realizing that, all right, uh, one person is interested, then another person, and then, okay, so you have these, all these people that are interested in loving themselves. All right, and now people are interested in guiding people, so, okay, we have to accommodate that. I want you to put yourself in my shoes with not having the plan, but having to walk it as it unfolds. I've been under a lot of criticism for how I do what I do, you know, and let me tell you, I really understand now that people who have to do what I do, I really understand so much more because what are you going to do? You get to a place where sometimes you think, I just, hey, I'll just stop. There, I can't satisfy everybody. I can't make everybody happy. You either stop and go, I'm just going to go get a job as a waitress and, you know, I'm just letting it go. You either stop or you pick yourself up and you go, I know the purity of my own belief. I know what lives in my heart. And you have to remind yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I allowing myself to be in this situation where I know I'm not going to win? I'm not going to win if winning means satisfying everybody. But I know that if I just stay with my truth and I stay with this love and I walk what I believe, then I have done in this life what I came here to do. The vision for the path is about opening it up. As we move out into the world, it's about opening it up and having ways for people to come and learn more about love. I see it almost as an information center and a, play, a study center. Places for people to come. You want to come and walk your love deeper? Why don't you do travels? You want to figure out what your relationship is to race? Then why don't you do the, the culture group? You want to learn some real high-tech walking with love? Study to be a guide. All of this is going to open up. Yes. Yes, Miss Mary. I pose that to you. You want to really, and then you get to be in everybody's shoes. And from guiding goes teaching, and from teaching is leading, because we're all leaders, and we're all teachers, and we're all... There is no hierarchy, and there's no better than... There is just a whole array, multifaceted dynamic of learning about love and learning about ourselves. 
So it's going to be on all of you, each one of you. What do you feel up to doing? You feel like you want to guide? Great. Then come on aboard. There are going to be guidelines, and that's going to be the thing. There will always be guidelines. In the path, and I'll tell you this now, in anything that we do, our basic focus as we are unfolding fifth dimension, and if someone will ask me a question about that, I will answer that later, is that where we stand is that people have to be treated with love. That's one of our basic foundational criteria, which we are walking out ourselves. No, it is not okay to come and get involved in any dynamic in the path, in the path and act out your injury on other people. No, it is not okay. One of the things that I said to people at a, a lecture is that if you look at love as an enormous pool, for lack of a better description, before we came here, everyone put in their bids for, ooh, put in their bids for how to access love, how to walk human beings back to love. All these spirits said, oh, I know this way and I know that way. And all the bids were accepted. And so what you see on planet Earth, if you, this is a pool of love, there are all these different entry points to love that people are working on. There are, there's, there are tons of them. All kinds of ways. Everybody's coming at it from this way, that way. The path is one of those ways. One. There are thousands. We're one. We think we're hot shit because we figured out that loving yourself gets you in the door quicker and you get to start understanding the truth about love through self-application. So we think we're pretty cool in that way. Other people do come to us and say, hmm, that's not a half bad idea, okay? But the path is only one. If the path doesn't work for you, there are so many other ones to go to and explore. I often wonder why we have, you know, people who sit at the doorway of the path and grumble about what we do. And I don't like this, and if you would just do that, it's like, why don't you just go find some place that's doing all those things? Why sit where we say, this is what we do, and tell us we need to change it, so what, that you will like us or want to do it? You can find what you want in some of the other things that are happening. But we, as renegades, we as risk-takers say it is possible, it is possible to hold the truth of love, to walk it. We, we intend to be fierce about it. We're fierce with ourselves. We're fierce with each other. Because we know that we can do this. We know that we can. It's like right there, our ability to move through our relationships and know that we're not going to get injured, to know that this person is going to love you and not only say it, but act it and feel it so that you know it and that you're going to do the same for this person. Then we can stop trading injury. We can stop spending the enormous amount of our time dealing with the effects of injury and we can be creative beings that we came here to be. We can be about creating joy and opportunity and the impossibility for the unfolding of life. There are so many creative things to do with love. There are enormous projects to be undertaken in love. But as long as we have to keep figuring out how to maneuver through the injury, how to just get through having, you know, a good day, 
that's where all of our energy goes. And then we don't get to appreciate each other. We don't get to look in each other's eyes and go, wow, it is just so amazing just to know you, just to know that you're here. We don't get to share moments, real moments like that. I'm ready to take a break. (laughs) I'm going to repair my lipstick, go drink some water, okay? So anyway, I would like for you to consider all of that. We'll take um, a reasonably short break because I don't want to lose the momentum or you. Don't be going home on break time because it will just make me know you're afraid to face the second part when it's your turn. And I just want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share this with you tonight. And um, and I do love you guys. And I know that you can do it. <laughs> okay. I'll see you.